Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing through the Gospel of Mark, and we're in the ninth chapter. Uh, at the end of it, maybe get to the end of it today, this is really interesting. Remember the context. Uh, the disciples had been, uh, shall we say, debating among themselves uh, which one of them was the greatest of all. <laughs> and Jesus says, hey, if you want to be great, you shall be least of all, and you need to be the servant of all. Then John comes along and says this, beginning in verse 38. I mean, in the middle of the same conversation, apparently, uh, John said to Jesus, Teacher, we saw someone casting out demons in your name, and we tried to prevent him because he was not following us. <laughs> but Jesus said, Do not hinder, uh, hinder him. Don't prevent him. For there is no one who will perform a miracle in my name and be able soon afterward to speak evil of me. For he who is not against us is for us. For whoever gives you a cup of water to drink because of your name as followers of Christ, truly I say to you, he will not lose his reward. So we've covered that, and then Jesus is explaining to him what's happening, what's going on here. Just because somebody's not following us, if he offers you a cup of water in the name of Christ, then there's going to be a reward there. If they perform a miracle in my name, they're not going to speak evil of me very quickly because of this miracle that they see. Well, Jesus continues on, okay? And then in the next verse, verse 42, he says this, Whoever causes one of these little ones who believe to stumble, it would be better for him if, with a heavy millstone hung around his neck, he'd been cast into the sea. Now, remember the context here. Um, Jesus had taken a child aside to use the child as an example of how they had to relate to one another. So, you know, the child is still there, apparently. So he says, whoever causes one of these little ones who believe to stumble. So whether it's someone who chronologically is young or whether it's someone who is young within the faith, you don't want to cause them to stumble. He says, it'd be better for you to get thrown to the sea with a millstone around your neck. He says, if someone believes, don't cause them to stumble. And again, what's the context? <clears throat> well, Someone was using the name of the Lord Jesus to perform a miracle to cast out a demon. Don't cause him to stumble. Okay, He believed. He believed that this was possible. He doesn't have all the insight that you may have about this or that, but he believed. Well, Jesus continues on, verse 43, says this, If your hand causes you to stumble, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life crippled than having your two hands to go into hell into the unquenchable fire. And we go, what? What in the world is this about? <clears throat> you know, he seems to have, uh, uh, like, has he changed subject matters or something? No, 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 not at all. He's saying we don't need to cause others who believe to stumble. But then also what he's going to be dealing with here in these next few verses, he's given three examples. And here's, let me just tell you what the bottom line is. The bottom line is if there's something that is causing you to stumble, get rid of it. Remove it from your life. Now, is he using hyperbole? Absolutely. Does the Lord intend for us to cut off our hand in this case? The next one's going to be the foot. The next one's going to be the eye. Does the Lord expect us to remove body parts 
okay, to where we will be uh, better equipped to enter into heaven. No, 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 no. That's not what he's saying at all. What he's saying is, Whatever it is that's causing your hand to do this or causing your foot to do this or causing your eye to do this, whatever you're looking upon, remove that. Whatever you're grabbing a hold of that you shouldn't be grabbing a hold of, remove it. Wherever you are going with your feet, if you shouldn't be doing it, remove it. Don't go there. Okay? So he's using some hyperbole right here, but boy, it's driving home the point. So let me read 43 again, then the other two examples. Jesus said this, If your hand causes you to stumble, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life crippled than having your two hands to go into hell, into the unquenchable fire. And then Jesus finishes the sentence with this phrase, where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. He says that three times in the Mark account. Now, you'll see something probably in your Bible if you're reading along or if you go back and check it. You'll see verses 44 and verse 46 where it's the same exact statement are put in parentheses. And it'll say something like this. Well, some of the earlier manuscripts don't have these verses right here. <clears throat> well, that's true, but a lot of them do. And then verse 48, which is the same exact phrase, is in the manuscripts. So the idea being <clears throat> that, the, that Mark put this phrase in, where the worm there does not die and the fire is not quenched, at the end of each one of these examples, just to drive home the point. For instance, verse 45, if your foot causes you to stumble, cut it off. It's better for you to enter life lame than having your two feet to be cast into hell where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. Verse 47, if your eye causes you to stumble, throw it out. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into hell where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. <coughs> Now, that whole thing, the worm did not die, that comes out of Isaiah 66, verse 24, and it says, Then they will go forth and look on the corpses of the men who have transgressed against me, for their worm will not die, and their fire will not be quenched, and they will be an abhorrence to all mankind. Then Jesus says this in the last two verses. So he's warned them, okay? If there's something in your life that's a hindrance, get rid of it. Don't be a stumbling block to somebody else. Get rid of the stumbling blocks within your life. Now, sadly, there are many people through the ages that have done exactly this. They had a problem. Uh, one of the greater, greater examples you see several times is that a man has a problem with lust. Okay? So he decides to uh, emasculate himself, and he thinks he's going to take care of that. That's happened many, many times. Guess what? They find out they didn't take care of it because it's not an issue of a particular body part. It's an issue of what we call the heart, <laughs> right? So look what Jesus says, verse 49, Mark 9. At the end of this, their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched, for everyone will be salted with fire. Salt is good, but if the salt becomes unsalty, with what will you make it salty again? Have salt in yourself and be at peace with one another. <clears throat> salt is uh, used for a lot of different things. It's used for flavoring. It's used for preservatives. Okay, that's, that's what, sort of what's being looked at right here, a preservative type of thing. It is used uh, medicinally. So Jesus is encouraging them to be at peace with one another. Remember what the problem was? They were arguing over who's the greatest. He says, be at peace with one another. But I want you to know something Jesus says, that this whole salted thing, salt is very much a picture of, uh, of uh, suffering. Okay, And he's telling us that every every 
uh, believer will undergo preservation by suffering, by fire. You will be salted by fire. The salt actually goes back to Leviticus 2, uh, 13 with the uh, grain offering. The grain offering was to be given with salt. Okay? Uh, those who do not believe will be salted with fire for all eternity. Those who, who are believers, okay, they will experience the fire of persecution and trials and tribulations and things like that, but it only preserves us. So Jesus tells us that. He says, so salt is good. Salt is good in every way. But realize this, you need to be at peace with one another. <coughs> you don't need to be striving with one another. You don't need to be doing this kind of thing. You need to realize that it's too easy to become a stumbling block. So remove those things that are stumbling blocks from within your own life, okay? And make sure that you're not a stumbling block in somebody else's life. Well, again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time, and I'll see you in the next episode.